Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. Today, I'll be speaking with Zenovia Andrews. She is an internationally acclaimed author, a digital marketing strategist, and the CEO of Max Out Group. They help entrepreneurs develop solutions, automated solutions that help them build their businesses and transform people into immortal brands. You're going to love Zenovia. She's just the real deal. I had the opportunity to speak at one of her events recently and was just so impressed by who she is, what she stands for, and the lives that she's transformed. And I say lives because you might think, how does digital marketing or being a digital marketing strategist change lives? Well, it can because if you're trying to build a business on your own without the help of someone else, you're not going to have much of a life. Zenovia helps others reach and create an impact with their brand. Today, what she'll be sharing with us is how to transition. Like, you've been known forever for this thing. Or maybe you want to leave whatever line of business or profession you're in today, and you've got your eyes set on something else, but you don't know exactly how to position yourself as an expert or how to make that transition. Today, Zenovia is going to share with us her specific strategies to help you shift your mindset and make that happen. Zenobia, are you there? I am here. Awesome. This is a great honor. I had such a wonderful time when I was at your event and was just blown away by the level of thought and just the experience that you created for this group of entrepreneurs that I had to have you on the show so that you could serve our audience here at Build Your Tribe. Excited to be here. You know, just to give people a little bit of a background you started off someplace other than where you are today. Can you tell us what led you to digital marketing? Sure. So um, I have an extensive background in the pharmaceutical industry. And so I love everything that involves the sales marketing process. I was very successful in the pharmaceutical industry. I worked for Pfizer and Novartis for a short time, the number one pharmaceutical company in the world. I won every award you could possibly win. And I wore that as a badge of honor. Like I loved it. I enjoyed it. I was good at it. I inspired others to and trained others to be great at it as well. If you know the pharmaceutical industry, there's a lot of transition in regards to that with your territory, with your products, et cetera. And after I had just won one of the top awards that you could possibly win for the third time, I was served notice that either I would need to move to keep my job or I would be let go. And that didn't feel good, you know, like having that type of success, but then still being delivered that type of, you know, demand. And it was super uncomfortable and I felt threatened and I, you know, and it wasn't fair. Were you single, married at this time? Like what was it about moving that felt like, no way I can't do this? So I have two children. At the time, I only had one and considering having another one and we had just built a home and my husband and I, at the time we'd been married, I'm sure I think around like 10 years and we lived right around, we built this perfect house right around the corner from his mom's and his dad's house because his dad was, he had cancer, who's no longer with us to this day. And it just felt, it didn't feel right. And that really put a, put a bitter taste in my mouth. And, and, you know, and we walked away from that opportunity saying, you know what, the gift is not in the place, it's in the person. And so we then created a company that would then go and fulfill the, our digital marketing space, our company now, which is called Max Out Marketing Agency. And So that was our beginning, and it's been a great ride to be able to support our clients. Well, we're talking about transition today, and I have got to assume that decision 
as successful as you were in the pharmaceutical industry was a incredibly scary one, both financially and like, this is what you're good at. This is what you're the best at. How did you make that decision? Did you make it just knowing, oh, I just, without a doubt, I know I'm making the right decision. Was there trepidation? Was there fear? Oh, oh, was it ever? (laughs) (laughs) It was like, it was that moment of moments of, you know, you're fearful, but then you're like confident and then you're scared and then you're, you know, you're second guessing everything. And then you have to have an awakening of, I have a track record. Like I've been doing this thing for a long time Hmm. and you have to build on that. And that's what led, you know, me to be able to walk forward and shift and make that transition to build my marketing agency. And so you just, sometimes we have to remind ourselves of how good we were and how good we are to shift forward. And Mm. that was one of those moments. So many of the listeners on Build Your Tribe, I think sometimes failed to recognize that we all have a past. We all are often known for one thing or a particular skill or even a, a job or career. But that doesn't mean we're stuck there. It doesn't mean that we're only good at that thing. And there's this common theme I hear or question I get often from listeners who will say, you know, I want to leave this chiropractic business that I have and I want to start personal training or I want to leave my position as a lawyer and I I want to teach kids soccer, whatever it is. They have this like fear that I'm really good at what I'm doing right now. I just don't know if I can make it at this unknown. Mm-hmm. How did you convince yourself? Because it takes confidence, right? Like how did you boost your confidence enough so that you were like, okay, I haven't done this, but I know I can. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. In regards to how do you transition? How do we get to that next desired place? For me, it was all about self-awareness. And then, you know, what is it that I'm genius at? What is it that I'm good at? What is it that as a trade-off, who would purchase, who would buy this service or this product or this gift that I have in exchange? Like who would exchange their money for this gift? That's all about self-awareness. You know, how do you serve the world in this way? And be clear, you have to be crystal clear about what does that look like? How can I package that? How can I brand it? How can I market it online? What is the aesthetics of it? What does it feel like? What's the experience going to be? And just being clear about, you know, what's in it all starts with being self-aware of what your genius is. And I would say start there first. Such great advice. You said to ask yourself, what is it that I have that others might pay for? They are so close to their greatness that they don't even think it's any big deal. Like they can't imagine anyone ever paying for it. Number one, because it comes so easily to them. And number two, because there's other people who've been doing it longer, who are known for this thing, who have a brand And therefore, they think, well, why would anyone pay me when there's, you know, these other people that I'm aware of? And then you said it's in the branding and packaging of your gift. Mm -hmm. So I've got this gift, right? Let's say I just have such a love for fitness and nutrition, let's say, and I'm, I'm a right now a practicing attorney. What's my first step in figuring out how to package and brand myself? Yeah. So I basically with with clients, you know, you want to start with the end in the beginning. And I know it's kind of weird. Right. So you want to start with the end in the beginning in, in regards to establishing a new brand. And what I mean by that is what does that ideal client, that ideal avatar look like? Where do they live? What do they watch? 
what are they in a relationship? Are they married? Are they single? Like, do they have kids? And I love right now, Shalene, that we live in a space where, you know, with online marketing in the digital space to build your brand, it's incredible. It's extraordinary because the data, the metrics that we can create and we can discover online, I mean, it's beautiful. Down to if they live, if how long they've been living in a home, you can market and you can target your ideal client. So you want to start with what do they look like? Where do they sleep? The demographics of that avatar. And then you build your brand based on the experience around that individual. And how can you pull them in? We call it pull marketing. How can you pull them in based on this experience that you're going to create for them to become a raving fan and they'll purchase products from you or services from you? But it starts with them in mind. A lot of people think branding, it's them. The branding is your client. It's the customer. So what experience can you create? When you say the end and beginning, what piece represents the end and which piece represents the beginning for you? For me, it could, it can mean several different things and it depends on what you need in, in the business. If you're talking about lead generation, it may be you're just trying to you know, build a community, build an audience, a group of individuals that could potentially, we call them warm leads, that could potentially buy or purchase products from you. Or your other end could be you want them to cha-ching, you want them to buy something, right? You want them to be able to purchase a product or a service from you. So depending on whatever the end is, you just want to be clear about what that is, you know? And that's not just with a business. It could be a live event. It could be a podcast. It could be whatever. You always start with the end in the beginning. And how do we get there systematically? What are some of the marketing and the branding processes that we could take online? Facebook ads. Do we do, you know, a webinar? Do we do a live event? Do we do a, a you know, a partnership and do affiliate marketing? That There's so many pieces that you could do, but you want to start with the end and work your way backwards. So for working our way backwards, and, and I want to make sure that the listeners of Build Your Tribe always understand that it's not just the ingredients, but it's the order in which mm. we add them. And I think when when you mentioned how important it is to not think about who you are necessarily, but to think about who you are in terms of who you want to serve and who is she or he, and really getting very specific and not being afraid to, not assuming that because you've said, okay, She's 30 years old and she lives in Omaha, Nebraska, and she just got engaged. That doesn't mean you're excluding someone who's 42 and male and married. But if you can speak directly and think directly about a specific person, it helps you to be more authentic. Would you say that's true? I would. I would, Chalene. And then one of the things, too, that you mentioned, even at our Max Paradise retreat that we host annually, you mentioned, and I thought it was beautiful, and I will never forget it. You said, you know, what about curiosity marketing? Like, what about how can you create some type of content online or wherever as you're speaking that will create a dialogue, that will create a conversation? Because you want to be able to look at, say, for example, if you're making you're making your social media posts or whatever on Instagram or Snapchat or wherever you're at, Twitter. You want to have engagement with your audience. You want to have conversations. Well, the way that you do that is through curiosity conversation content. 
So then that's how you, based on how they respond, that's how you learn more about what they need, where they are, what, what yes. their mind. And so I love that you, you, you said that I, I, I was thinking it and I was like, oh, you said it. So it was perfect. And, and it's, that's, it's relevant now today as we're talking about, you know, creating that type of engaging content to build your brand, to really know how do you serve them so that you can get to that end goal, right? Yeah. I um, think we're in such a an easier time today than even we were five and ten years ago with, with marketing. I don't know if you agree with this, but I just feel like today I don't ever have to guess at what my lifer needs or what she wants. I and I used to have to do that. I used to be like, "Huh, okay, this is what I think she needs." And and now because I can actually talk to so many of them. I don't have to guess. I just need to become a better listener. Mm. How do you recommend that people who are interested in transitioning their brand and like really building a stronger, more recognizable brand so that it's easier to market it? How do you recommend that they begin to have these conversations? What should they be listening for? Sure. So one of the things that I would highly recommend as you're building a new brand, and even if you have an established brand, because I use it very regularly, this strategy is not to be so quick to sell versus serve. And when I say serve instead of sell, I'm saying that, you know, as you're doing your your lead capture, you know, system, meaning that you're going to give something of value by way of exchange of a name or an email or something so that you can capture their information in marketing. I'm saying when you serve them, it's by way when you give back, it may be like people people want to know what's in it for them. Right. They want to know if I do this, what do I get? Like, what are you going to give me? People are very interested in learning about themselves as well. So what I love to do is what do you mean by that? Self-assessments. Hmm. Like when you think about it, for example, my husband and I we were traveling and we had like some windshield time and. We hadn't done this in a long time. We've been married for 20 plus years and we, we read like, um, the horoscopes and like, you know, you're a Sagittarius. I'm a Cancer. You're a Leo. Mm-hmm. You're a Pisces. And they give you this, you know, you can take this assessment and you can t- see like, you know, who are you best matched with? Right. Like, yeah, we did this for like an hour. And I told, <laughs> I told him, I said, you know what? The reason why we liked doing this and you could read your profile and the things that you like to do and the things that he like and what he doesn't like and, how you can work together better. The reason why that worked, because we learn things about ourselves. Like mm. if we can create, if you can create a marketing system, a brand around people learning things about themselves or that will make them better as an entrepreneur or as whatever they're a lawyer or whatever they're doing, you'll win. Mm-hmm. And they'll and they will they will always be interested. They'll always be engaged in what you have to say. Wow. That's great advice. The tactical side of making a transition in your brand. Let's, let's, let's dive into that and really break it down into the nuts and bolts because mm-hmm. I, I want to serve the person who's listening today who's like, I, I have got to leave this job and, and I know what I love. I just don't under, I just don't have a clear direction of how do I do this? So let me ask you some of the very basic questions that I get. And if I can ask these to you rapid fire, that would be great. Yes. Awesome. Number one, do I need to completely start over with my social media if it's not huge anyways, but everyone knows me as, say, a an attorney, and the only thing that I'm putting out online right now is really just a little bit of personal stuff, not too much related to uh, my law practice? 
Yes, I would rebrand. Okay. I would definitely rebrand for sure. So you just start a brand new um, social media accounts. Uh, no, I wouldn't start a brand new social media account, but I would, um, depending on if we're talking about their business page or their personal page, if we're talking about their business page, yes, I would start a completely brand new business page, business, business account, everything on all the different social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, wh- wherever you are on social media. Okay. Um, your personal brand, you can make it more of an experience and just be real. People are looking for real conversations. You may do some, um, Facebook lives where you're saying, Hey, you know what? I'm excited. I'm about to launch this new product. I'm rebranding. Let them know your journey, mm. Put, get, them, get them involved with it. And then, you know, make a countdown, you know, and launch it, relaunch your personal brand, but not for sure, not start another account, a new account, but for sure with your business pages, I would definitely start new, new business pages for sure. Let them know your journey. That's great advice. I think you're a hundred percent on point with that advice. I think we believe, we feel like, oh gosh, if I'm going to show up as an expert, I need to like hide away and um, gain all this experience and then ta-da, here I am, an expert. <laughs> but that's, it's just shady. Like I, I just so much more relate to the journey, the struggle, the realness. The Yes. So I'm glad you're giving people that permission to to be a beginner. Yes, absolutely. And because if, if you think about it, Shaleen, it's like, you know, people are into reality TV. Mm-hmm. Like they want to see it. Oh, and yes. they're not there. They're not, they want it for yet yeah, entertainment, but they also can appreciate you more as a human being. Like you're not this, just this person that that's untouchable. And that's what I love about your brand. It's like, you're super, super successful. But then you, you know, when you connect, when I connect with you, it's like, wow, she did it. So can I do it? But it's through the experience mm-hmm. that you've created for us as yeah. we are a part of this journey with you. So, well, we trust, we, we only do business with people that we trust or we try to do business with people that we trust. And we mm-hmm. trust people that there's something about them that feels familiar like ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if you're not showing people the journey and you're only showing people perfection, most people don't relate to that. That's good. That's so good. And it's true. Next rapid fire question. Do I need to, in some way, shape, or form, continue to serve my past market? So again, let me give you a specific example. I am a, um, I'm a former pharmaceutical rep. Uh, I know this industry and I know all the people in this industry really well, but I've also been considering homeschooling my children and I've learned so much about it that now I want to serve other moms who are homeschooling their children. Do I need to kind of stay connected to my past Mm. connections or do I, do I just start serving the community that I want to serve? Great question. Um, So definitely. And when I say this, feel no type of inner judgment, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. If you're ready to make the jump, ready to make the leap, you make that clear jump leap. Go for it, girl. Go for it. Whomever. Like, yes. So you, you, you can disconnect. You know, so many people like they know me today, you know, digital marketing agency. They don't know that I have a multi-million dollar pharmaceutical consulting firm company. Like they don't know. And I don't make that. Um, I don't, cause I don't want to, one, you don't want to confuse your audience. Two, two, you want to make sure as we're talking about, you know, you being strategic with the end being in the beginning, you have a certain language. There's a 
a certain conversation. Um, I can't talk about, you know, pharmaceutical industry and then now I'm a hair care style. Like it just the two that the, the language, the the content, True. it's confusing. And not to say that you can't do that, but visibly online, visibly from a business standpoint, like you don't want to confuse, confuse your audience. So yes, you can disconnect. You can move past the past and, and move forward with what you're doing today. And so, yeah. I thought of a couple of people in particular when you said that you've got to make that clear distinction of who it is you're speaking to and why it is you want to attract them. I can think of a client in particular who's been struggling with the type of entrepreneur that she attracts. And I think part of the reason why she's struggling with attracting the wrong type of entrepreneur, one that isn't as isn't her ideal entrepreneur, is because she's still leading mm -hmm. with her past, the stuff that it, it's familiar, like mm -hmm. it's what she knows. So, so this person in particular is a, a fitness professional, but she wants to work with people who are interested in growing their business. And she keeps attracting other fitness professionals mm -hmm. because that's what she's leading with. So how, how self-aware, how can you help us become self-aware to recognize when we're Mm -hmm. We're falling back on what's comfortable. Sure. So I, I can definitely recognize with the because I've have I've had clients as well. You know, it's a matter of you getting comfortable with new language. You know, like mm. it's you know because if you're not because something that, a pattern like if it's a habit if it's in you you've done it for so long like this has been a part of who I am. You have to you have to practice. You have to practice your new language. You have to get comfortable. People can people can sense if you're confident in what you're doing now versus what you were doing in the past. Mm. Yes. How do we practice that? Yeah, it's going over it. It's it's making sure that you're comfortable with your content, with your offer, with your with your benefits. What's in it for me? With your message, you know. Where am I doing this? Where at home, in the bathroom, mm. in the mirror, mm. when you're laying in the bed. If you could literally right now today, if you go in my bedroom and you look on the right side of my bed, on my dresser, mm -hmm. I have a cheat sheet of some some particular words that I'm mm. using, I'm massaging around the Max Out Marketing Agency. And when I go to sleep, I'm looking at that paper when I wake up and it's, I'm going, I'm rehearsing it over and over. So it happens outside of, you know, it's like in, that's my practice time. So it's when you're in the bathroom, when you're laying down in bed. I'm so glad you mentioned the cheat sheet. Um, I personally, I, I never plan a transition. I just follow my passion. And sometimes people will say, you know, what made you decide to make this transition? I'm like, <laughs> I never make a decision to transition. I just, I just am always very vocal about whatever it is I'm passionate about, even though at times I'm not yet comfortable with positioning myself as an expert. But I, when I started like really understanding how, excuse my language, effed up the diet industry is and, and how many mistakes I made as a fitness professional by just kind of regurgitating popular myths and misconceptions about how to lose weight and, and what is truly health. Once I started digging into that and understanding a little bit more of the science, I had to do exactly that. I would create cheat sheets and I would quiz myself so that I, I knew how to say uh, brain-derived neurotropic factor and autophagy and uh, neuron. Like I had to understand and get comfortable. I had to get comfortable using new language and new terminology and I literally made cheat sheets and would like quiz myself. <laughs> yes, me too. That's yes. great to hear. Yes. I hope that people take away from that how important that is because 
you practice at home, you practice by creating cheat sheets, but then eventually you got to take, you got to take your show on the road. You got to go on, on Snapchat <laughs> and Periscope and Facebook yeah. live and you got, you got to talk to the world. Yes. And I love to, um, Shaleen, that you said confidence, like, cause at first you're not, but the more you do that, you become confident. And mm. then that's when the originality, like people can really, they can discern that they can pick that up. How do you help people who you consult with understand how to price their offering or what it is that they want to share with the world, especially when they're making a transition and they don't have confidence yet because they don't have the experience yet. So this is a conversation that you and I could have for like a month, right? Because this is like <laughs> a hot topic for me. Because, um, you know, you see all these, you know, you see so many people, you know, they're new in the industry and they get brainwashed. And I say brainwashed and, and no judgment here, I, pro- I promise, um, in regards to, yeah, you need to sell a $20,000 product and you need to sell a, mm-hmm. you know, a $40,000. And it's like, you not not to say that you, you weren't great in that corporate space. Like you made, you know, six figures, seven figures, but this is a new space. You're doing something new. People don't trust you yet. They don't know you yet. You haven't had the experience because I think experience, you get better and better. You know, like I know this isn't word. You get gooder and gooder. What I teach um, from a practical standpoint is, you know, what can you beta launch that that you feel in alignment with as you offer it in, in regards to your time? in regards to you being able to duplicate that process, that system so that you can sell it in multi different ways. And then that, you know, it's, you're making money, right? Like from, from that, from your time, from you being able to create different products from it, you making money. And and then, you know, is it a reasonable price that say, okay, I may launch it at this price point, but you know, 12 months from now, now that I know the ins and outs, I've heard that from my customers, this is how I can make it better. You know, I can now make the adjustment in the price. And be comfortable with that. Like, be confident. Like, you know, there's a, even with, when you make that offer, you know, as if it's a, if it's a new entrepreneur and you're making an offer and you're not comfortable, don't over talk the sales process, make your offer. And there's power in the pause. Just be quiet. Don't say anything else. You've made your offer because so many times then we want to go and add extra things behind it. You know, um, I'm justifying the price of that product or that service. You don't have to if it's if you, after you make your offer and you've given them the benefits, the advantages, the risk that they take without taking this offer. Right. What they have to lose. Then there's a there's power in the pause. And so I teach that from a um, very practical standpoint. And then again, you just practice it over and over. And there's so many from a systematic marketing standpoint, you know, there's so many different ways you can you can make an offer online and offline that depends on your overall end goal. If you have an end goal, you may not start out, you know, if your end goal product is a thousand dollars, right? You may want to start out making a $10 offer, you know, and then you work your way up through the sales process, through your sales funnel. Then you may want to make the offer towards the end. Um, that's the main the main product. So there's a couple of different ways to go at it, but definitely for sure practice it and then making sure that um, you're comfortable and you're not over you're not over expecting something because then what happens, Shalene, is that you know you jump out there and you make this you know I'm going to sell this ten thousand twenty thousand dollar product right and not to say that you can't do it, but then when you do that and you're not comfortable, you don't know the ins and outs of the product or the cycle of the clients when they go through whatever or them buying your services, the fulfillment of the product, et cetera, 
then if you don't win, you don't succeed or you don't make any sales, you feel bad. You're like, well, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. You just got to keep being great, baby. You got to just like keep doing what you do. No, it's going to happen. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, commonly, I will find that entrepreneurs undervalue what it is they can offer because they're new. What advice do you have for the listener who's considering launching something new? They don't know how to price it. They don't have that experience. And they're not thinking 20K range. They're thinking, well, I think if I'm going to do a phone consultation, I'll charge people $19. Is there a point at which you're pricing things too low to start? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's where, you know, it becomes a self aware self-development conversation that, you know, if you don't, if you don't believe in it, if you're not confident in it, you can't sell it to anybody. I'm just going to play their role right now. So if I said to you, but it'd be really easy for me. I, I know it's worth $19. I can sell that all day long. Can I start with charging people say $19 for a 30 minute phone consultation just until I feel confident and then raise my prices? Or is that a bad strategy? I don't think it's a bad strategy, but I would love to hear the strategy around, you know, once you're comfortable, then what would be the Mm -hmm. price point, you know, because I see practice, practice, you'll get better as you practice, but we're not staying there. Now we're not going to stay at that level. Mm -hmm. We're always looking to optimize. We're always looking to scale, you know, you know, access your time is the most valuable asset that you have every single day. And so if, if you want to, if you, we're not playing at that level forever. So I'll, you know, just to get comfortable and for practice, yeah, we can start there, but we're not going to end there for sure. Zenovia, does the Max Out Group have clientele that are in network marketing organizations, MLMs? Yeah, some, not a lot. Um, We have a few. We've had um, several in the past. So yes, we do. Mm -hmm. How do you help someone who has stepped into their first business as a network marketer. Let's say their, their network marketing organization is Sensi or, uh, you know, maybe it's a clothing line and they are coming from a different background. Again, like they have a profession other than this network marketing, but this network marketing opportunity is their first business and they've stepped into a situation where there's a lot of people doing the exact same thing. How would you help them stand out in the digital space? Sure. So one of the things that I have to clarify um, in working with an individual described, you know, in that multi-layer marketing is, you know, how much freeway from a legal standpoint do you have Mm, to be able to market you know to be able to sell outside there's their set system Mm -hmm. once i'm clear on that because there's all kind of ways you know we can create this um, and create you know different opportunities for them to make make money in, in that industry and so you know I'm big. My expertise is on building marketing funnels. And so um, we build a brand. We build, you know, we try to build the, the the biggest and the most loudest noise out there, disrupt the market so that all eyes can be on them. All eyes are on you for you to be able to put them through your process, your journey, your experience on how you can bring value to them in whatever industry, if it's fashion, if it's if it's health, if it's if it's fitness, you know, how can you bring value within this funnel so that then now they will buy, they will purchase from you because they trust you. You know, these campaigns, they go on for, you know, some I've created some that would go on for like up to, you know, 8 weeks. 
and that each week there's some type of call to action that would motivate and inspire that individual to either, you know, become a part of that individual's team, you know, or to purchase the product. So it's like we segment them throughout the whole funnel to either purchase the product or become a salesperson or an agent within within that line. I think you just secured yourself an invite back because this is the piece that I think most entrepreneurs are killing themselves because they're avoiding it. They're avoiding all the things you just talked about that create an automated process so that you're not a slave to your social media or having to sell on every live Facebook. When you create campaigns and systems Mm. and a digital marketing plan in the way that you have done for so many of your clients at the Max Out Group, that's when you're able to take whatever business you're in to the next level. Yes. But I, th- I think so many of, I think so many of us as entrepreneurs, we just want to be busy. And what you've just described is it takes some time. It's, it's a foundation. It's a foundational piece that's so important that I would love to have you back to talk about that. Yay. I would love it. <laughs> well, Zenovia, this has been incredibly insightful. Thank you so much today for sharing with us your wisdom and specifics. Like that's really important to my audience. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was super fun. I would love to come back and have fun with you any day, time or hour. So just (laughs) please let me know I'm here. And those folks who'd love to learn more about what you do in your agency, where can they go? Absolutely. So I would love to offer everyone a free, a free freebie while we're ladies love men love. We all love, we love freebies. Yes. So if you go to all systems, go book.com, all a L L systems, go book.com. You can download Mm -hmm. one of my best sellers. Um, It's called all systems go how to build a successful and profitable business with systems and automation. Right. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Please go there. I'd love to connect with you also on social media. Zenovia Andrews, love to connect with you. You follow me, I'll follow you back. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for joining me on this edition of Build Your Tribe. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Please feel free to reach out to Zenovia. Let her know that you heard this episode. What a great lady. Love that she's been with her husband since they were 18 years old. I'm really fond of the two of them, the business that they've built, and the entrepreneurs that they've helped to actually live a life. Hey, can I ask you a favor? Could I ask you to, if you haven't already, please write a review for the show. It doesn't matter what app you're on, anytime you write a review, it helps other people find the show. And frankly, that's a really nice thing you can do for others. I appreciate it. And it's a really nice thing you could do for me. As always, my goal is to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you and I appreciate you. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.